What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tamara. This is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. <laughs> it's a show. It's it, all about women. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who are friends? Who are friends? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who watch wrestling? Yep. <laughs> check, check, and check. All the and then we talk yes. about said this wrestling with our friends. Whoa, oh, sorry. Yes. Yes, yes. No, that's correct. And this week's friend is a guest, Emily Pratt. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking about and reviewing Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble 33, which ha- happened. And <laughs> did. a lot of I stuff happened. It. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. But first... If you're joining, if you're joining us. us for the first time, uh, we're having a very extra day, guys. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> it was so cold in my office. <laughs> I'm like quasi like in a I think I'm in like a, a, a slight state of hibernation. So my bad if I like seem like a turtle when I talk my bad, my bad. And that's not the animal I, I picture generally for hibernation. But I mean, it's cool. So, hey, if you're joining us for the first time, we are this digital collection plate your way we ask that you either give us five stars on itunes or three dollars on ko-fi.com slash sarah the rebel i'm sure it's supposed to be uh, coffee but it's kofi yeah but it's kofi for us it's ko-fi.com slash sarah the rebel thank you because if the wwe won't lift him up we sure as hell will he will kofi we got your goddamn back they have a podcast now they do seems pretty delightful yeah i haven't heard it yet but you know it's on the list man it's a long list Anyhow, now that that's all out of the way, Emily, welcome. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to be here. We appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, We've been trying to get Emily on for a minute. So very excited to have you here finally. So now we will get into our customary interview section. Because (laughs) we like to interview people. Uh, So how did you first get into wrestling, Emily? Um, I watched it as a as a kid at my friend's house. I think like after soccer practice, I used to watch uh, SmackDown. So that was how I got into it. And then, like a lot of people, I like fell off of it for a bunch of years, and then got back into it. Like, uh, just kind of like I I think I took notice I saw something with like the shield in it and I was like that looks interesting and then I started watching kind of getting back into it and started going to shows as like an adult who liked the idea of like drinking beer and yelling in an American Legion so uh yeah that's how I got into wrestling like both times you know, it's so funny. That is one of my favorite feelings is sitting in an American Legion hall with like some nachos and cheese, maybe a hot dog with some nacho cheese on it because I finessed it and drinking <laughs> beer. It's nothing better. I had a fancy hot dog at the last show. I was out and I was angry. Because <laughs> it was so fancy? Yeah, it was a sausage. Oh. I don't want that. I want my hot dog that I know you bought from Kroger's. I want this nacho cheese sauce. <laughs> I want to have my beer. I digress. Uh, so, who is your favorite wrestler? Um, my favorite wrestler of all time is uh, probably Eddie Guerrero 
He was like my dude as a kid, I think, because I was watching during his like journey to become world champion and stuff. And uh, emotionally, and then like when I got back into it, I could like appreciate more kind of like what a great performer he was and stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's my favorite of all time. Do you have a favorite local, favorite woman, favorite of right now? You can give us all your different types of favorites. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, favorite favorite lo- oh, I can't say fit. Sarah, you're... Yep. Correct answer. <laughs> I am. <laughs> this is a trick question. Um, <laughs> um, we won't judge you. Who your favorite local wrestler is. And they never listen to this podcast, so you're safe. Oh, okay. Wrestlers are cool. They just listen to murder podcasts. None of them actually listen to wrestling podcasts, except, like, Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, favorite woman wrestler? I will say. <laughs> I'm glad I, I segued into that really Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. I haven't thought about it. I love... I love so many of those women wrestlers. Yeah. Just like, um, okay, so, yeah. so it's not like your favorite favorite, but like, who's the first one that pops in your head? Oh, first one, first one, um, I guess to honestly just like Rhea Ripley because I'm just like loving her whole thing right now. Yes, good. Yeah. I like her tops, but they make me nervous that they're going to just fly right off if she actually takes a bump. You are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a great aesthetic, but it does make me nervous. It is. Yeah, I got in a really big fight with my ex boyfriend because I was like, "Her top's gonna fly off." There's no way she's wrestling that. He's like, "She does. She wrestles." I was like, "No, she does not." And he was like, "I'm telling you." I was like, "I don't care what you tell me." And then we got <laughs> a whole fight, and she did wrestle in it, and it didn't pop off. <laughs> they have like top notch boob tape in mm-hmm. the WWE. It's true. organization like they they are like i don't know it's like broadway tier like stuff is just attached mm-hmm. so yeah. firmly i think like i cannot imagine doing anything athletic in, in right and have the well, that's a good point so we're talking about the royal rumble today which brings us to our next question which is another weird question but do you have a favorite type of match like tag match, flag on a pole match, casket match, one of the lumberjacks. Straps. Match, strap match. <laughs> um, I like, it's it's not like a stipulation, but I like when in New Japan they'll have a match that's usually for like the never open weight championship. And it's, it seems like the two guys are like really trying to kill each other that's my favorite because they don't happen that often but when they do it's like yeah that's my favorite kind (laughs) (laughs) friendly attempted murder yes (laughs) Um, so you write about wrestling yeah how did you transition from fan into writer how did that process work um i uh was writing about um, a few years ago, when I lived in Seattle, I used to write about uh, theater and like other live events around town under a pen name, so nobody can find these. And 
because <laughs> uh, they are <laughs> but um i wrote about like a local uh wrestling promotion that i used to go to um because i was like yeah we don't this is like a live event that's produced around here um and kind of unexpectedly i ended up uh showing that to an editor at uprocks um and started writing about wrestling for them and that kind of turned into writing about wrestling more different places um so i try to put in like the enthusiasm like fandom enthusiasm into my writing and that helps me like be motivated to do it but i think uh i was writing before so it's not it's just like now i'm writing about something that i'm a fan of oh yeah i don't know anything about writing things about things that i don't care about not at all it's never happened to me in my career <laughs> has it not that's yeah. crazy yeah. you know i can think of some okay anyway emily so what are, <laughs> where are some places that people can find you by life so up rock is one of them anywhere else you'd like to plug oh yeah um i've written some stuff for uh fan bite f-a-n-b-y-t-e dot com some good wrestling stuff on there um deadlock pw dot com uh I have some pieces in mind games magazine if you ever see that around at shows or you can buy them online um and uh yeah those are the most recent ones Look at you with this diverse p- portfolio. I'm into it. Oh, portfolio diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of that, so I know you have done interviews, although a lot of what you do are reviews. Do you have yeah. a favorite interview? And it's okay if you don't. Um, I think uh, I wrote, uh, I interviewed Darby Allen uh, after his last indie match um, at the end of or like last fall. And I think kind of the profile of him I wrote based off that was uh, good. That was like a... <laughs> I just like uh, the way you say it. I think it was uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Um, that's, it's, it was a real like, even later looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a portfolio one. So mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite interview I've done. But I've... Uh, I think I like most of the interviews I've put out. I talked to like Sasha Banks recently and she was uh, very funny and that didn't really have anything to do with me, but <laughs> that was fun. I like that one. Awesome. That's like true writerness right there. Where it's like, what's your favorite thing? And you're like, because mm, in the back of your head, you're yeah. like, I could have picked like yeah. three different words and I know which words they were, even though I did this interview two years ago. Um, yeah. Peak writer. Except that it's good. Yeah. Embrace it. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Hell I'm, yeah. Be like, yo, I killed that shit. I killed that fucking uh, profile boy. Killed it. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Air horns. Uh, <laughs> and um, I I think this is a, I don't know how well known a fact it is, but did you, you tried out wrestling yourself? Did you not? I did. I don't really talk about this a lot, but I did. Um, train for like five months i think uh at i I don't know (laughs) you don't have to say where um, you went or anything like that but like do you feel um, like that 
change your perspective on like writing or how you approached, you know, been processed your pieces or anything like that? Or just wrestling uh, yeah, in general, was, how you felt watching wrestling. Oh yeah, it definitely it definitely changed like how I watched wrestling and um how I've approached writing about it and like interviewing wrestlers. Um because I think it gave me like I appreciated that it was like very difficult what they were doing, but I didn't appreciate like how difficult and like how much effort people put into training until I like actually experienced it for a while and like felt uh taking bumps and you know running drills on learning moves over and over so and like level of conditioning for a while so it's not not like I'm a super expert but I do try to like um keep that in mind when I'm writing about stuff and just have like a I think it helps me to have like more respect for what people are doing because I do like really uh, admire people who are <laughs> uh, like doing this for a living and think that, you know, ev like really everybody is like, I mean, it's very hard work to become a wrestler and I respect that. Definitely. All right. Well, thank dive into your brain <laughs> yes yeah. a nice a nice uh, a gentle dive uh uh not too horrible dive i hope not you know no it was it was a gentle dive okay good uh yeah <laughs> i don't want to be like hey mental. it's like kicking in your mental door and be like tell me your secrets because that's not what we're <laughs> doing here. Maybe next time. Uh, I am. Wait, did we not? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. We're going to get people uh, to tell oh, people our secrets later. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Yes. Lots yeah. of crosstalk. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, we're doing we're it. Now's the main topic time. Main topic. All right. So let's start with the pre-show because it's the pre-show and it comes first. Uh, first up, we had uh, Seamus uh, defeating Shorty G, who is still not spelling the shorty properly because it's supposed to be shoddy. Um, it was a good match. It was a great match. Uh, uh, I don't want to call him Shorty G, but he's a very, very strong man. <laughs> Trouble name, and I hate it. I hate it so much, but I like him a lot. And if this is what gets him his push, I guess so be it, but it bothers me. Anyways, he's strong as hell because he did that whole rollover, you know, thing with Seamus, who's like this just meaty slab of porcelain. And it was just very impressive. They put on a good match. Wait, where's his old partner? Is he dead? And I don't mean that offensively, but I literally don't remember what happened. He just kind of disappeared off of Raw one day and we've never seen him again. What's his name? Jordan? Jason Jordan, right? <laughs> he, had, he had the Jason. neck injury. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, that was, it was like, I think over a year ago and he had to like, he, I think he works as a producer now there. He, he like, basically had to retire. Oh, That's right. Okay. He did, like, a little something on the side for a little bit, and then I guess they must have realized, like, oh, no, for real, for real. Wow, that's sad. Now this man's got to be called Shoddy G because of him. <laughs> it's not even Shoddy. It's supposed to be Shoddy. It's Shorty. Uh, Shorty G. Also, um, uh, I just want to throw this out real fast, and then we can move on. Corey Graves may have shaved his head. But he still looks like a ventriloquist dummy. 
that came to life <laughs> and started a ska band. It will never, never not look like that. Okay, moving on. Wait, before we move on for that, who had an excellent tweet uh, this week? It was that uh, Matt Riddle was like, if you gave a Labrador weed and then granted his wish to become a man. Yep. <laughs> I think that was Kate that said that. Yeah, it's it's painfully accurate and it's the most descriptive, the best descriptive way to describe Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle still continues to kind of bother me, even though his gimmick is really great, but he bothers me. Just he bothered me too. Yeah. All right. Andrade. <clears throat> this Umberto. Yes. Uh, I mean, Andrade does a great match with everyone. He retained versus uh, his U.S. championship versus uh, Umberto. Um, Emily, did you have any strong thoughts about this particular match? Definitely good. Um, it was kind of like, it was, it was kind of hard to get super into because it was like it, the set. It's hard always for me to really get into like pre-show matches because it's like the crowd is always so quiet and there's always like the picture and picture ads and there's mm-hmm. like the, the panel. Um, but they did, uh, I mean, they're, they're both amazing and they work really well together. So it was, I was not disappointed by this at all. I enjoyed everyone's outfits. They were great. Yeah, oh. I would definitely wear all of their leggings. They were good at this. Um, for me, this match, I felt commentary really, really messed this match up as far as its pacing and the parts that were supposed to be exciting. Uh, it's a reminder that commentary can really make or break a match because here they are doing cool things. And was that Jerry Lawler's dumbass? I heard yes. just be like, Oh, well this is why you don't do that sort of thing because ooh, like bringing his Southern Memphis style communication <laughs> skills to a Lucha match. Whereas like someone who actually could absorb what they were seeing or who knew what was going to come next because it's basic fucking Lucha could have been like, Oh, he's gone for the, oh, you know, that's the kind of energy that this match needed to have on commentary. And instead it had a lot of, Whoa, what, are, Whoa, what are they doing? Yeah. Whoa, is that what the, whoa. it was, Oh, it's horrible. Also, you know what else was horrible? Horrible. Humberto's hair. It's bad. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it could use some more. I bet it looks great dry. Um, let me clarify that. I don't That's know. If, <laughs> I don't know if it was Jerry saying all that weird stuff. I'm just assuming it was because I saw him on the announce deck desk and I went, Oh no. And then promptly stopped paying attention to what anybody was saying. So, mm-hmm. you know, like literally at one point there's this cool move. We've never seen anybody do this style of move, at least not in like 20 years on WWE. And he's just like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Those are the noises. He and I'm like, what? Be, <sighs> Why did they let you on this? Anyway, so he, he angered me as usual. As usual. Well, you know, let's retire these dudes. You know, it'd be Get good. Out. Oh, go ahead. Alicia could have been there. Yeah, no, it's true. Alicia could have done it. Alicia could have done it. You could have had all kinds of people. Could have Booker T do it. Which I one? love a Booker T's commentary. It's so slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, like by the time he finishes his thought about one move or like three moves later, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, no, I would have wanted Booker T on a Lucha match. <laughs> it no, would have no. just been him trying to explain what the move 10 minutes ago signified. No, no. Somebody fast. Anyway. Pet peeves. Well, yeah. And so now we get to the main show. Yeah, we're burning through these because 
the rumbles we're going to talk the most about, and those are the most interesting. Well, one of them was the most interesting thing. Um, so Roman Reigns uh, defeated King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, the uh, porta potty stunt they did, I, I enjoyed because you know I like uh, some good uh, prop work. Uh, but they really, I'm very disappointed that Corbin did not come out with some blue dye on him. Yeah, it was just lazy on their part. Yeah. Didn't even have to be real porta potty you- die. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my friends on a lot of the camera angles during that match, which was fun for me. Rachel, who has been on the show before, Rachel Evans, and then some guys from Smosh, uh, Smosh Games, for any of you folks familiar with YouTube stuff, like Matt Raub. Um, I think Mari I saw as well, and she has not been on the show yet, but she wants to be. Um <clears throat> So that was just kind of funny to see their facial reactions to everything. Yeah. Um, I did like the, I had no thought long oh. ass match. You broke up there, Sarah. What did you say? Uh, other than that, I had no thoughts on this long ass match. It was, it was real long. It was real long. I liked the interference. Cause I always like when the Usos come out. Um, and then I liked that they finished in like the middle of the crowd. That was kind of cool. Uh, Emily, did you have any thoughts about this or were you very bored by it? I was kind of bored because this this feud has been going on for a long time, um, and I got very stressed out by the porta potty stuff because I thought because they did the dog food thing earlier, mm-hmm. so so similar to just seeing a guy be covered in actual crap. Oh. So I was like, oh, there's gonna be something so gross, I can't watch this. And then I was just really, people were like, oh, where? <laughs> they didn't have anything come out. And I was like, good. Uh, <laughs> but um, a whim. But uh, yeah, I liked when the Usos came out and it was it was long. I hope that they're done feuding now. Um, but you know, they it was all right. No strong feelings, really, except I'm glad I didn't have to see stunt poop happening. Yes, I <laughs> definitely did not want stunt poop. The, some blue dye, yes. Stunt poop, no. Yeah. No, thank you. No, sir. All right. Now. Sure. That's going to be something in the future. Yeah, I, I <laughs> hope not. Jesus. Uh, they've already done that. Didn't they do that one time with the DX? Just like yeah. no, You need a shirt. Mm. It's a stunt poop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, p- put that on the list of our imaginary shirts. Stunt poop. Uh, so now my favorite part of the whole show, which was the women's rumble. Uh, so Charlotte won, which I am not super into because she was going to end up being on WrestleMania anyway. So it feels like a superfluous win. But everything else about it, I enjoyed. I had a few moments. Let's see. I liked, so, um, I love when the, the use of, of silly and hilarious moments in Royal Rumble. And to me, the funniest moment was when, um, was Mandy landed on Otis Mm -hmm. because it was done so well that I really was surprised when the camera panned over (laughs) Like it was an actual, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes they kind of, like, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, but, but I literally was shocked out of my mind. Mm-hmm. The way they just laid there for a second while he was like, yes, mommy, stand on me. Crush <laughs> <laughs> me under your boot. I was like, yes, this is wonderful. <laughs> 
I want to see this 12 more times. Yeah. And shout um, out to Otis for like just taking that whole her She stood on him for a hot minute and he seemed very unbothered by it. He was talking to her. He was making a lip tongue thing at her. Like he was like, that's what I'm saying. He was like, step on me all day, mama. And just, you know, as a woman, I got to appreciate that. A man who knows his place, saving his his loved one from being eliminated in a Royal Rumble. Um, I also enjoy like random things that are said by commentary. For example, and the kick to the top of the face and then someone else said we call that a forehead tom mm. <laughs> it's good yes yeah, good um i thought bianca got a great push so that's part of the thing i really enjoyed it she eliminated eight people which i think is the record um for the rumble matches or the women's ones anyway um naomi returned looking fantastic with her fro and the great gear um beth phoenix being just a motherfucking g with blood dyeing her hair slowly through the whole like two thirds of the time she was in there. That was, uh, I was concerned, but also that was kind of dope. Um, yeah, I, those are kind of my bigger moments that I appreciated. I was, oh, and also, uh, uh, the, uh, super Molly thing. I did not expect that to be a thing. And I actually kind of dug that. I did not enjoy Kelly Kelly coming out. Mighty Molly, hmm? Mighty Molly little Molly. walk down the thing. Yeah, how she just walked like a mom power walking through the park real quickly at nighttime. It was yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Emily, what were your thoughts? Things that you loved? Um, I think kind of the the stuff that you guys mentioned, but um, very hyped about Mercedes Martinez being involved and just like how how quickly she's doing stuff um, since she signed with WWE and. Um, I was very excited when I thought Shayna Baszler was going to win for a while because mm-hmm. she was like, fingers were crossed for her to win. Um, and like, just the, the fun thing about like the women's rubble since they've started doing it is like, everybody is, I, I am just like so happy to see everybody when they come out, like even Kelly Kelly. Cause I was like, yeah, I feel like she, it was a fun, like nostalgia person to have she obviously was not gonna win right um but uh i don't know i like they had like molly holly from like early 2000 she was there from like a little bit later but um and i just like everybody has such a great look and it was just like oh i wish they could all win this what a great time this match is uh me too one of my other highlights was Shotzi because Shotzi and Mercedes are two people that we got to see all the time out here on the LA scene, um, on the indie scene. These are, these are like our home team girls and we're getting to see them in a pay-per-view on WWE. And that's really exciting. And Shotzi's been getting a good push, um, so far. Like they had a, I can't remember what, Oh, they had like a rumble to decide the, the number one contender. I think it was on NXT and she eliminated Shayna. So that's part of the reason why Shayna eliminating her here was a, you know, a storyline deal. But like they've been giving her a good push. So that's good. Um, So speaking of everybody looking great, we got to do gear watch because it's how we do. So as always, I hate that I love Camilla's gear so much. Um, But I Uh, love that sparkly diamond ass shit. I loved it. 
I thought Charlotte's robe was the most gorgeous, beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she really did look like a queen. And it's her robes are even better than her father's robes. And who would ever thought that they would say that? It's true. <laughs> they are very. And she looked like an OG She-Ra action figure, which, of course, uh, delighted me. Um, and I hardly approve of more Zelina of that. Sindel, uh, the, the gear maker confirmed that Zelina was Sindel, by the way. Okay, good. Because like for a second, it, I was like, I know I knew this. And for a second, I was like, this kind of looks like the bad guy from the princess and the frog, which also seems like something she would do. And then I was like, wait, no. And then the, the Mortal Kombat thing popped up. So, haha. Um, uh, Lana's dope ass Captain Marvel gear was amazing. Too bad. I hate her storyline right now. Um, (laughs) it hurts it hurts it hurts um i didn't realize Liv morgan was a dominatrix now didn't didn't know that also if if you've ever seen vipress who wrestles on the indies Liv morgan's outfit look and her hair with Mm. it was very vipress to me Mm. i was kind of like off by that interesting um Naomi and Bianca were stunning as usual Bianca of course makes her own gear so she's like still like I think pretty much 100% or 98% because Sarah was creeped out by the tiny hers on that one outfit um, yeah that's the one outfit I like. <laughs> um, and then Tegan Knox had the Captain Marvel Iron Man mashup look which was also very cool so everybody came with like an A game except for uh fucking um we j- Mandy okay. Oh, it, it looked really uncomfortable. Like her boobs are kind of squished. The, the gold? Yeah. I mean, I thought it looked dope. Yes, I agree with you. It did look like it's probably scraping the shit out of all her bits. Yeah. But I thought she looked out off her body really well. It did, but it made me feel like she was uncomfortable. And that's what I didn't like about it. But it also looked like if you I ran your hand across it, it would change colors. I hope she's uncomfortable because I hate her. So <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it. I'm like, good. You sit there and be uncomfortable. You, you wench. You, you squeeze her boobs. Uh, you, you just squeeze them into know, the point they're uncomfortable. He's up in there. Yeah. Um, I thought Dana Brooke had the wackest outfit of the whole night. Bless her. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, what are you wearing? <laughs> I wonder if it's a reference I didn't get. Maybe. I didn't get it either, if so. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like everybody had, like, kind of. Uh-oh. She had like smaller match gear on than on yeah. normal WWE. It was like a less involved. Yeah, she she didn't and, have pay per view gear. She had yeah. you know Monday night dark match gear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I don't is that Batista somewhere on her? I don't know. I don't get it. I, it's just look. It looked not good. Yeah. And I like Dana Brooke a lot, man. I hope, I hope, uh, yeah. Batista slang, slanged it to her. Um, I, uh, Oh, real quick. I did want to mention, I really enjoyed seeing, um, so many women of different ethnicities in mm-hmm. a rumble. That's true. Um, you know, cause we had Shotzi, we have Tamina, we have Naomi, we have Bianca, we have Mia Yim, you know, like it was like a very, and we also had people of like various years they've been doing it too. You know, we have this the the vets who definitely look like they probably have grandchildren all the way to like the youngy young youngs. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. I, I see it was it was definitely the highlight for me. I thought they had good storytelling. They do have that problem that every single, you know, rumble match or any kind of, you know, battle royale or whatever has where you have some dead air while they're waiting for the next thing to get set up. Yeah. That- the thing that drove me nuts about it as usual uh yeah so that was yeah that's that's the low light um 
and I Charlotte was really the only low light I had for it. And I I enjoyed the match. I just didn't I didn't have a problem with anything that happened except minorly that Charlotte one. Oh. Emily, did you have any thoughts about it? Um, you can be negative ones this time. Oh, I thought uh, the Santina thing was dumb. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, that that was the low light for me. I had like a per a personal low light was like Charlotte winning. I had a second where I was like, oh okay. I yeah. hoped it would be somebody else, but like I'm sure she'll like kill it at Mania. Um, and but yeah, I think the Santina thing was the only thing I thought was like really like irredeemably bad. Uh, even if it was kind of like I can see like the the like most positive way you could look at it is like that it is kind of like they let like Beth Phoenix like eliminate Santina and it's like oh we're in a whole different era of women's wrestling now but like they did not need to do it and it was not very funny so it was just dumb it's one of those read the room WWE moments because first of all Santina has said a bunch of transphobic shit Mm. and nowadays we're all more aware that jokes about men and skirts and blah 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 they're not funny they're they're hurtful to a lot of people and and well, just like any other offensive style joke, there are ways to do things in a funny way, but they're usually not by punching down. Mm-hmm. And WWE has always punched down. And to in in today's political climate, being what it is, with the way people are communicating more than ever, things that are hurtful, things that are harmful. The fact that instead of just I don't know, you could have gave that spot to an actual trans wrestler. That would have been fucking dope. Um, or giving it to one of the other uh, many promising uh, women to do a comedy bit with it. Um, yeah. That instead it seemed to be, you know, uh, just a very tone deaf thing to do. Yep. Agreed. I mean, and like if it was a spot, because I'm wondering, I, I think I heard that Sasha got hurt and Sasha was supposed to be in there. And so they maybe were quote unquote scrambling to get them in there but like you know whatever like there's 20 other girls that you don't use for anything that you could have put in there ember moon just throw ember moon in there you know or or somebody who's like super new and you're like oh you, can you put a ca- two ladies? wait say that one more time but yeah, the iconics could have done something yeah. funny in there if they like yeah. a comedy moment and if you needed someone to get immediately eliminated, Casey Cannizzaro is so tiny that if she got in there in between Beth and Natalia, she'd be like, oh, and then they just dump her out. Right. There were there were several women that could have been used and the the choice to go with somebody in a particularly offensive outfit. And then if even if you don't want to look at it as offensive, he said things that make it offensive. So it's like, yeah. Why? Why not have a woman out dressed as a man? Be weird as fuck. I don't know. If that's, you know, if, if the idea is it's just something, ha ha ha, so funny. You know, like, uh, just the fucking Zelina spot with Hornswoggle was way funnier. Yeah. That they did that one. Yeah. Agreed. Unexpected Hornswoggle is unexpected. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people who sucks, uh, Lacey Evans lost to Bailey, um, and Bailey retains her SmackDown championship. Uh, Lacey Evans is a garbage person and almost all died twice uh, towards the end of the match. That's all I have to say about that. It's what she deserves. Yeah, like she like tripped. She almost, okay, so she her feet caught on the rope 
and she almost tumbled and hit her head on the stairs. And then when she got back up to do whatever move she was going to do, she also like stumbled and fell over. I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, but that was weird. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that match ended fairly quickly. Um, anybody else have anything to add about that? No, I'm always nervous when they have Bailey in there with somebody um, greener than her because I've never seen Bailey have a good match with somebody greener than her. Mm. So, is what it is. Cool. Uh, now we're going to Becky, uh, who retained versus Asuka. It was a pretty good match because um, it's Becky and Asuka. Uh, I guess my pretty good is only because I'm slightly disappointed that Asuka didn't win, but I also knew Asuka wasn't going to win because they were never going to two belt her. Um, they barely got her uh, one belt when she got onto the main roster. So, you know. I think it could have, the match could have been longer. I agree. Uh, was my one complaint. The self spray or like the spray like into the air was really cool. That was a, that was a nice, you know, moment. Uh, very artistic. Anything to add about that, Emily? Um, this this was probably my yeah, this was my second favorite match of the show besides the women's rumble. I think those were the two that I really, really liked. Um, and I kind of went into it like not expecting Oscar to win at all and just like, expecting like to enjoy a good match. And so I was just happy with it. Like they went super hard like they went last year mm-hmm. so uh but like a little bit different because oscar is like a totally totally different or not totally different but she has a whole different heel situation now so it was like not too much of the same so i was cool with this match yeah it was good uh now my least favorite part of the whole rumble which is the men's rumble i hated it well, it's so funny because you and I always agree. Always. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely do we have any disagreements. And funny enough, I didn't hate this. Mm. Because I thought it was just pretty unique. As much as I, I freaking hate um, Brock Lesnar. And you know I do. We talk about it all the time. I think he's boring. He's like watching the boulder. Um, it, I also hate the Royal Rumble normally. <laughs> because it's a bunch of people, what happened in the women's match, standing around waiting for their spots pretending to shove each other while looking around, making sure they aren't missing a spot. And by having it be Brock just eliminating one after the other, after the other, after the other, we didn't get that for the first whole, like, half or two-thirds. I'm not very good at math. Um, but for, like, a significant amount of time in the match, we didn't have that. And I, I thought that was kind of different. Yeah. I mean, it was different. But in a way that I did not enjoy, I, I, I don't know if, okay, so I think part of the, this is my own personal baggage of being very, very tired of uh, Brock and how they treat his storylines. So I'm already fatigued about that. Then um, you, they announced like 25 of the participants beforehand. So my whole, you know, the whole point of being a rumble is to be surprised and you're barely surprised at it. Um, you know, and so that kind of, you know, under undercuts it for me. It was a complete waste of Keith Lee and Braun. I thought that was dumb. And I also hate that they smashed Kofi and, uh, you know, John Morrison, who didn't even get to do anything interesting. I did appreciate the brief, like, inspiration dice moment of Kofi 
uh, uh, Biggie and Ray. Um, I, I just think it went on too long. Like it took 16 entrants to, for him to get taught. It just went too long for me. It was, it was too long. And even, and, and even though I knew they were building to, once they got past 12, I was like, whoever eliminates him is going to win. And I, you know, it was good, good building of heat at that point and everything like that. But it just kind of cheapened everything for me. And then like drew towards the end, didn't really go through anybody too hardcore or didn't seem as hard for him afterwards because you got rid of almost everybody that would have made it interesting um, because of the, you know, the Seth storyline and, you know, KO and Samoa Joe. Like you had these little storylines that took some of your bigger contenders out of the way already. So eh, I didn't, I wasn't super into that, but positive on the positive note, edge was great. He was very excited to be there and I was excited to see him. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. And I also very much enjoyed MVP's black Panther outfit. Um, I was happy to see MVP edge. I'm really happy. Somebody else shared that other camera angle because I was really mad. To see Edge and then do not see Edge or the first move that he fucking hit at the ring. What yeah. the fuck? To yeah. to calculate calculatedly to Dolph Ziggler, who's one of the best sellers they have. Like you could sneeze near Dolph Ziggler and he'll make it look like you one punch manned him. You know what I mean? Like and you just missed it. You just missed the whole thing. Just how like how? Why? Who? Who who why why you do? Who was in the booth? So I I didn't like seeing Edge look so old, and it's just his beard. I've been looking at him, trying to figure out what it is, and it's his beard makes him look like he's maybe a man who lives under a bridge somewhere. He's a wizard. um, He does look a bit like a wizard, and then it made me nervous that he's going to get hurt because wizards are frail. Um, But I loved the moment with Keithley and Braun. Yes, it could have been more. Absolutely. But to see Brock Lesnar be like, oh, he's a big old boy. like, And then for them to have that moment where you see that Keithley is bigger than Brock. And that up until this point, no one has given Brock the kind of trouble that Keithley gives him. So for me, I, I was pretty happy with that, especially for what they traditionally give people who don't fit into their box of looks. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they gave Keith more than I expected. And um, with, with Johnny, I wasn't that upset because he's been sharing videos of himself flipping out of the ring for like a few weeks now. So to see <laughs> like they basically used him to have this cool spot that probably no one else could safely take, but like Ricochet, I, I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, I will say that really, and I and I think honestly, what what it really does boil down to is that, um, let's see, they Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns are the only men of color that came out after after the Brock run, and Ricochet is the only man of color not sacrificed to him, and I that bothered me. I think that like at at the end of all, like really, really at the baseline of all that, I think that bothered me the most. Um, I mean. That- always bothers me about Brock is that WWE would rather put this old man, old white man over over all the talent that they actually do have and it always seems to come at the expense of um, you know, non-white talent and, and so that's why, like I'm saying, it's very weird that I don't agree with you because I don't like Brock Yeah, <laughs> you know? I am the curmudgeon of this one, woo curmudgeon, now you're on a roll for the mean one last time, now you're the cur- oh, speaking of curmudgeon Kevin Owens, who has been in a miserable mood every night. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I love that they announced him like that. Anyway, Emily, we've we've drowned you out. What are your thoughts on the men's rumble? Oh, um, I I liked it mostly. I actually liked the Brock part more than the end normal rumble part because it was different and it was like for me like we already had the women's rumble that was like I sincerely loved. And then we got the men's rumble that just started out with like almost like a spite booking to everyone. <laughs> like I was so st- I was so stressed out when it was like I think the second or third person to come in was like Robert Rude, and then he just like the Jim the John Morrison thing. I was just like I was just into. I was like, yes, let's see how long this goes on, and then. When Kofi came in, I was like, ah, no, just kidding. This isn't fun anymore. But then, I don't know. I and But then, like, I thought the stuff with Keith Lee was really good. And, like, to me, it was, like, kind of the same as, like, Keith Lee at Survivor Series, where it was, like, I thought it made him look like a cool guy. Um, and, like, a one of WWE's big guys, but, like, not the exact same as like you kind of like showed like how how he contrasts to Brock mm-hmm. kind of like how Survivor Series it, it showed uh like how he's different than Roman at least that that was my take on that but um and then the rest of it I kind of I realized I didn't really care who won the Rumble like if they had had like Kofi get a chance get revenge on Brock I would have been into it but like, or maybe like if they had had like Rain Mysterio also, but besides Edge coming back after that, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just watch this now. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like a weird perspective on that rumble because I guess it made me realize I didn't like, I was not that invested in the possibilities besides. Yeah, yeah I think that's, and I think again, the, from a storytelling perspective, they got rid of most of the people that you would have some sort of emotional attachment to so early yeah. and so fast that I just kind of stopped caring and was irritated. And then I was irritated until edge came out and I was like, Oh, edge. And then I was kind of like, okay. And then the stuff with Randy Orton was cool. I like that. He got Randy out before Randy could turn on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so like all the stuff with Edge, because it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm invested in that from a personal perspective, kind of like when Daniel Bryan came back. Um, But, you know, yeah, I just kind of was like, I liked, and I, you know, I like Drew McIntyre a lot. I would definitely climb him like a tree, and I think he does really good work. Um, So it's not that I'm upset that he won or anything like that. I just, it just was off. The whole thing was just felt off to me. Uh, I would say one wish I had, and if there one day there would be a genie that will grant wish it's that i really would like to have seen when brock was there and then keith lee was there and braun was there i wish they hadn't already used big e right because throw big e in there we got big meaty meat man slapping into each other mm-hmm. and that i love a good hoss fight yeah and how often do we get to see that and just what a baby yeah and i think that's the thing like you know like and i know part of it's also because i mean brock's face turned a shade of red i was not aware that a human's face could turn and he was very tired uh he you know and you know props to him for making it i think he's like in there for like 26 minutes which is like 
I don't know, a hundred times longer than most of his matches. So, you know, good for him for sticking in there. I just also hated every second of a hundred times. <laughs> if you, if you, particularly compared to the Kofi thing, and also that his treatment of like their treatment of him getting the title from Kofi is why I stopped watching uh, non NXT uh, wrestling every week or WWE every week. So like it just was a painful reminder of like, hey, that shit that you hated five months ago, cool, they're still doing it. Um, so I think maybe that's why I also you know so tired, so very tired. I hated. It. I definitely get it. So, uh, Emily, any last thoughts on the show as a whole? How did you feel? Like, did you feel this was a successful Royal Rumble? Like, was was there anything moments that brought you pure uh, joy? Any any final thoughts to close this off on? Um, I think for me, this was like the the Rumbles. I felt like I got like one and a half good Rumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was happy with that. And I liked Asuka versus Becky a lot. And the rest of it, I could kind of just, uh, it didn't leave as, as strong of an impression on me, even though some of it was uh, very good. Um, so overall, it's not like one of my, it's not going to stick with me forever as a show, but it had some like pretty high highlights for me. Awesome. Um, and then, one that last week, you're really into New Japan, right? Am I just making that up? I feel oh, like yeah. Well, I, I write a lot of stuff about New Japan. So, so yeah, yeah, I do like it a lot. Okay. So, if you were to take somebody from New Japan and put them in the Royal Rumble, who would you have picked? Oh, man. Um, somebody from the Royal Okay. I would put, um, I would put uh, Hiroki Goto in the Royal Rumble because him showing up unexpectedly would be like the weirdest thing <laughs> possible without putting like a weird jobber in the Royal Rumble. That would mm-hmm. be like the most unexpected person. Like, uh, and I think everyone would be confused, but also he would do a great job and I would like to see him wrestle Roman Reigns. So mm-hmm. that would be my pick. <laughs> I would also like um, to see I that. love that. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Please tell people where they can follow you or any other way, you, anything you'd like to put over to get folks to check you out. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. And when does the episode come out? I want to know before I plug a thing. Uh, tomorrow, if we remember to upload it and tweet it out. Remember to- <laughs> okay. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, a moment of honesty. Uh- <laughs> um. Okay, so you can, uh, people can keep up with my writing uh, by following me on Twitter at Emily of Pratt. And uh, when this episode uh, comes out, I should have an article that just came out about um, the, uh, the Japanese indie Toriyaman is having a reunion show after 15 years. And I talked to some of the wrestlers who worked there. Um, through a translator. So if you want to read about that, I, that's going to be on Uprox probably when this episode's out. Woo. Yeah. Awesome. Tamara, put yourself over. Uh, you can find me, uh, on Twitter and sometimes on Instagram at misfits Tamara. And we'd like to give a shout out to allgames.com, our parent site. You can find us on there. You can find us on iTunes. Don't know where you're listening to us right now. Give us some uh, some good ratings. Give us a donation. Find us on Twitter at Women Wrestling F. 
Fa, 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 fa. And if you can't give us five stars, if you can't give us money, then give us a retweet. Yes, share. Let us <laughs> let us spread through the world like dandelions. And I was going to say wildfire, but dandelions, yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Fare thee well. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.